again, everyone. This is episode 72 of Sound Pollution. I am flying solo this week as my co-host is still out on parental leave. Want to take the opportunity just one more time to congratulate him and his beautiful wife on the new addition to their lovely family. This week, I got to interview Darksoft and touch base with him as he returns to the show to discuss his new album, his new music video, songwriting, advice, and the upcoming Look Up Fest. Make sure you show my buddy here some love and affection by clicking on those links below. Off to the show. Hey. Hey. How are you? Good, good. I was just writing you a song. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a day, man. It's been a day I could use this song. So check out, we're going to start it off with my funny because I didn't have a co-host to do a funny with in the intro. Uh Uh-huh. So I left for work today solid. Like I had my food prep, my veggie stuff. Like I'm on it. Kids ready to go to school. Doing it. I am at work for two and a half hours before I realized by trying to put, I'm a healthcare provider. So I'm trying to put gloves in my, my scrubs and I can't do that. Would you like to know why? Why? Because I had my pants on inside out for two and a half fucking hours. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) How do you let that happen? Um, you're busy in the morning. You have a kid. You understand. I, I understand. I understand. How's the and I'm, I'm not trying to go to some healthcare job. That must be frantic. I take care of old people. It's okay. Oh, as long right. as I okay. as long as I keep them in in their in their like little facilities. Uh huh. And they're like contained. We're good. Got it. Got it. Like just don't don't touch anything. It's all. <laughs> Just don't go anywhere. Don't talk to anyone. It's about what we're I went doing. to a bar for like the first time last night in in Ooh. forever. It, well, how weird uh, was it? It was really weird. And then the people there were weird. Mm. Um, you know, I, I chose to meet this like friend who I've never met in person. It was like some online connection. This guy from Italy, Raphael. Shout oh, out Raphael. yeah. I think we discussed him. Did we discuss him? Maybe. Time? Yeah, maybe, I think we maybe. did. I don't know. Um, and we ended up, uh, just going to this funky bar and, um, this guy like exposed himself to oh my God. in the bathroom and like there were, he was like talking about sizes and stuff. I'm like, what the fuck is going and on? And poor, poor Raphael is like not yeah. from the United States. He's like, wait, like, is this fucking horrified. normal? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was asking, like, so is this like normal for, uh, is for this... people around here? Oh my God. Like, absolutely not. No. This guy's a perv. No. Sorry about that. No. And yeah, he was making up all these crazy stories about how he like was a bodyguard for the Bush family, and uh, okay. like, got someone involved in the Bush family to like have this meltdown from drinking and stuff. He was like, "Oh yeah, that was all me." He oh. just had so many crazy wow. stories, and then eventually we realized, like, oh, I, I think ten percent of this is true. <laughs> Maybe. 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 Yeah. So I listened to your album. You. And I love it. Oh, really? I do. I I very much enjoyed what you sent me. Not only did th- did I enjoy it, mm-hmm. but my 16-year-old, I was sitting here oh. listening to uh, something from nothing just a few minutes ago. I saw her while I was behind. Mm-hmm. And she, I was like, wow, I really like this song. She was like, yeah, I really like it too. Who is he? And That's so cool. I told her, right. and I was like, you can find him on YouTube. And so she's trying to search you back. She spelled it wrong. And I was like, hold on. And so I grabbed her phone. And so if the 16-year-olds are digging you, 
That's good. You're that's, good at the gate. No, that's the market. That's, that's the market. And she was into it. And um, I think she's like in a room with her headphones on list, listening to your last album right now. So. Oh, that's so cool. Isn't that sweet? That's amazing. She's like, yeah, she's What's all, her name? Her name's Persephone. Persephone? That's a beautiful name. Wow. I can I can send her like a signed copy or something. If you don't wants. have to do that, but she would be stoked. I think oh, I'd she love really like she's great. Uh-huh. Like we'll be driving in the car and I just hand her my phone uh-huh. because like I can get stuck in my my types of music and then I'll search for new people. But you know, I'm like everybody else. What's comfortable right now? What's comforting? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's uh, kind of just what I wanted to make with this album. It's like it had that, that didn't feel. ask too much of the listener, and it was just something like comfortable it was very pacific northwest nostalgia so you were weren't even trying really you were just kind of like let's keep it baseline and happy yeah actually that was kind of in my notes to talk about i was just excellent i I went into this one like um i didn't want to try as hard Mm -hmm. because i thought with my last album i put a lot of effort into it and recorded a bunch of different types of instrumentation yeah i just wanted to keep things more simple it's beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. Nice. Now, what's it easy? This is the third album that you've released. Yeah. Yeah. So was it easier to write the third album? Or are you like, I know how I'm going to go in, how to lay out my songs, how I'm going to, what, you know, effects I'm going to use, all of that. Was it like a smoother process this time around? Uh, yeah, I think it was a little smoother. Um, a, a big part of my life recently was that we just had a baby. My partner I saw. I, I saw. Yeah. Oh, congratulations. My, my co, my, my new co-host, he just had a baby. Like, oh, cool. Yeah. That's amazing. Right. You mentioned that. Yeah. Yeah, All you baby having people right now. (laughs) Oh yeah. So we did the whole COVID baby thing, right? Kind of in the anticipation coming into that. Um, I was like, I'm going to finish an album before this child pops out and like changes our, our lives for the better permanently. Um, so it was, uh, it was kind of a goal of mine and I was able to make it happen and, uh, and work in my new studio here too. So it was all developed, uh, down in this basement, which you see. And I see. Yes. Me. Yeah. It yeah. looks good. How's in the sound in there is good. Like how it's is nice. how nice is it to have like your own creative space? Oh, I love it. I love record. it. And we, we made a big shift. We moved to Maine. Yeah. Um, you told me. well, Towards which by last year kind of the start of this year time out which is funny you moved yeah. from like washington state to maine so like there was no temperature changes for yeah, like, everything just different people <laughs> yeah just different That's people how to do basically it. about I the same kind of um ecosystem similar yeah definitely more, I more it was leaves and like really should to clean up with leaves it's just like a lot, of, a lot of leaves around here yeah we have fall. leaves here too yeah. That's just why I'm in an apartment and somebody else can take care of that. I don't want to. Right? So, yeah. More more responsible. Sorry, I interrupted you. I but just thought I don't it was know funny. what I was trying to say there. It was just like, uh, yeah, I, I decided to just do, let's try a little bit less. Um, I, I know, like, the sound I'm going for with Dark Soft. Um, for this project, for this album specifically, I I was obsessed with, like, power chords with a ninth on top of them. That sort of you, you know you just make that chord shaping and it's like you're skipping out of every other fret essentially yeah. on the guitar and uh it, pj harvey does that a lot yeah it's like very classic alternative 
2000 sound. And it made me super happy. Your sound is like your sound. It's very specific. Um, I mean, I've heard other like dream poppy artists and they'll have like a similar feel, but you, you have like your own unique tones almost. Mm. Was that done on purpose or was that just a complete accident? A little bit of both. Okay. I just, I just made like my first album without thinking about it too much uh, in terms of like what the sound would be, you know, just like whatever is the output. Um, but at the same time, I was kind of shooting for influences from that. In, I don't know. That inspired me when I was more of like a teenager, I guess. Mm-hmm. So it, I wanted something that was nostalgic for like someone of my age and not like nostalgic for someone maybe older who like actually grew up in the 80s mm-hmm. or in 90s. Uh, and so like. Oh, that me. Was, That's. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, talking, I'm sorry. I'm I couldn't resist. I, I oh. assume we're like similar in age or something. I don't, I don't think know. we are. No? Okay. No, you look young. God bless you. I'm going to leave that in. I want everybody to know that. You have like nice skin and stuff. Thank you. That's <laughs> you <can> lay. <laughs> That's oil of Olay. And oh, uh, I have beautiful. been in the sun in like three years because COVID. Oh, yeah. That'll do it. That'll that, it's been very helpful. It can help and uh, healthy. I hadn't used guitar crunch and distortion in a while. And so I kind of brought that into this project. And then um, like a lot of sort of hip hop sounding beats, I, I kind of yeah. gravitate toward. Um, I love percussion. And uh, like I have a, a stockpile of like percussion and in uh, some container over here, like different shakers and maracas. And so like everything you hear is real. I mean, I do like layer some electronic hits over the drums just kind of kind of the sound like just to make things uh more apparent um but everything is like natural or or acoustically recorded so Um, it's almost like you went back to basics kind of yeah remember when like Dave Grohl made Foo Fighters and it was like all his own thing and he like recorded all the parts himself so I've always kind of thought about that with like I'm gonna make a a sound that sounds like a rock band Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I just, I don't want to make it sound like it's too electronic. And so, like, lots of life changes, and did that find your way, its way into your lyrics? Yeah, for this one, it did. It, it was like a pretty personal album. Um, there's some songs like um, something from nothing I wrote for my daughter and uh, her mother, and it's just kind of so. to express my love for them and. I mean, the, just the whole act of creation is so elemental. You know, you're literally taking the code of two people and intertwining it. And I kind of just wanted to capture that mystery in, in that song of just like making something from ab, ab, not absolutely nothing because there's like obviously this genetic code or whatever. But uh, it's it's cool to see something be created from just like particles. Other than than writing a, a you know a love song to your partner and your daughter, what all went on went into that song? I usually I try to put more effects on the guitar, mm-hmm. and for that for the lead on that one, I really wanted something that was like I did it all direct in, so mm-hmm. that just means plugging like straight into the USB interface or whatever, and uh, kind of going for like this chilling chorusy sound. Uh, I just wanted to recreate something um, from nothing uh, that was like very, very uh, simple and 
cold. Clean. clean yeah. Yeah. It was very clean. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like the cure. But maybe yes, definitely the cure. I, that is who it was. And like, what does that remind me of? Yeah. That's that it. was a big influence on that song. Definitely. And then I use uh, some like special reverb kind of synth emulation pedal to get some uh, background effects to fill up the space and using some like odd dissonant chords just kind of to make it feel more dreamy. And uh, then that was the only song on the record that I really gave a lot of space to just like drone out at the end. Yeah. Um, some of my, my songwriting is like usually pretty straightforward. Um, just like, here's your standard rock structure. Right. And uh, on my last album, Eternal Blue, I liked how that song just sort of, like droned on and on at the end and it just kind of felt magical like that and i just i wanted to have a song on the album that just felt like it went on a bit too long or something it doesn't feel like it went on too long. okay <laughs> i we were i just to make you feel yeah, better was, we were vibing like i was sitting here i was awesome. like yes i've got a glass of wine she's eating dinner like it was it was it was great
I liked how you found because I saw on the on Instagram uh-huh. where you found that super cool camera. Oh yes, yeah. That is first off. I don't know how you found that. That was bad. <laughs> and the the great little videos you were taking of her and the baby with yeah. that cool nostalgic like camera. It, we we try like hell to make those filters now, and they're nowhere near what you were able to capture with that. I mean. I hate filters. I, I just, I want to go to, like toward the real thing I love when it. I'm like making designs and stuff. Um, yeah, I found a super eight camera just around my house. Um, not in my house, but like at a garage sale, mm-hmm. um, pretty close to me and started messing around with it. You can buy some eight millimeter film just on Amazon. They don't produce it anymore, but I think some people are hoarding some old Kodak film from way back when it looks so, so cool is that gonna make that's yeah. so cool is that gonna make its way into a video yeah so what you saw was just me testing it with my family mm-hmm. uh and then once we proved that the thing could work and i actually sent it out to get developed because there's about only one or two places that actually develop eight millimeter now i had to send it to california no and kidding. so um once i proved it worked then we planned a music video and uh my partner Sandy helped with it and she was awesome. And we basically got a babysitter for the day and then like went out to this beach, uh, Old Orchard Beach in Maine. And it kind of feels like um, a California West Coast beach, oddly, like with the old pier and carnival yeah. kind of stuff, that aesthetic. And then, yeah, we, we wrote out a whole chart of uh, the shot lists that we were going to make. And we only had six minutes of footage because we got, I got two rolls mm-hmm. to use for the day, three minutes oh a piece. So we had to like time things perfectly so yes. that we could only use like five seconds uh, for this shot, five seconds for this shot. And uh, yeah, it's a very simple music video. It was just like me finding a guitar that's washed ashore. And then I just start playing it and write on it and then uh, kind of throw it back into the ocean at, at the end. And that's going to be the something from nothing? Uh, that was for looking backward. Yeah, the, that's the second song on the album. How are you now balancing fatherhood? Because parenthood is a lot. Yes. How are, you, how are you balancing that and your music? How do you make time for each? It kind of comes down to time management. Okay. You know, and uh, a friend told me recently who's like a dad, and he's just talking about the projects he does in his life. And it's just like, yeah, I just chip away at things, you know? And I, I like time into things when I can uh so I think it's just like time management and like having more long-term goals everything just feels a little slower you know like if you have a goal you sort of have to make more time for it uh so that you can support everything that matters now equally if that makes do, you, sense. do you play guitar for her oh, yeah actually, I didn't ask yeah. so I didn't know I'm sorry she yes said that. no we've like written songs together um I got this keyboard. Where did I put it? And she she plays it on the ground. Oh. <laughs> so we've gotten like, yeah, I want to I want to have her Definitely. be a part of this, you know. Yeah, you yeah. and your partner are like making videos together, and she seems like she's she's really a. Part oh yeah, she's of your very creation. supportive. We've like collaborated on music together, and That's uh, super special. She, like, wants me to continue doing this, so um, doesn't feel like an end. It just feels like a. Like another, it's a new step. Another bonus, a new step. Yeah. Yeah, excellent. Your stuff does bring me back personally to an area and a, and a time that 
that I hold very close to me, mm. that, that dream pop, that alternative, the kind of just yeah. a hint of grunge. Like it just, I'm just yes. like, Oh my God, thank you. Um, <laughs> and, and yeah, thank you. <laughs> I said, you're welcome. So you said you had a couple interesting stories for me. So shoot. Oh yeah, sure. Sure. So there's one song on the album called Arctic Archive. Mm-hmm. And it was sort of inspired by this whole thing that GitHub does, which is like the world's largest repository of open source software. And uh, okay. you, are you familiar with like the the seed vault? Never heard of North it. Pole? Well, there's yeah. this vault of seeds that like like in, planting seeds, like like planting makes, seeds. Yeah, okay. exactly. Like so, if society were to collapse, if, then I'm sorry. <laughs> if we had an apocalypse. lost all the seeds and couldn't grow anything anymore not like a pandemic apocalypse um if that were to happen then we have all that in storage somewhere well they did the same thing with like all the software that the world depends on essentially like all these really? projects yeah and so they printed it on film and then stored it in some abandoned mine near the north pole uh, like north of Norway in this island called uh, Svalberg, something like that. And uh, they kind of just did it without asking all the developers. And so basically just like took a snapshot of all the code and then put it in this vault to last a thousand years. No shit. Yeah. So it's like this snapshot of all the software the world depends on just like sitting in case of some terrible disaster. And uh idea. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. And I don't know, that was interesting to me. And just the whole idea of like, we think our digital selves and our digital representations will last, but really they're quite fickle. And uh, like, in order to preserve anything for the long term, like you really need to, I don't know, make a physical rendition of it or something. And uh, yeah, I guess I was just thinking of like, personally, are you ready to have a snapshot of your work, your life, your person kind of stored for eternity? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> Most people are not ready for that, right? Well, I mean, what a waste of space, but yeah. <laughs> I'm so oh, boring. No. They're like, oh, she drank wine and read a book. <laughs> and talked with musicians. And wow. talked with musicians. Okay. Yeah. Hey, yeah. it could be worse. I actually really like it. It's fine. No, that's that sounds like a nice life. And you're helping people. I'm helping. You should be yeah, proud of that. I am pretty proud of that. So we should freeze you. We should freeze okay. me. Yeah. <laughs> do you think they should do something like that with music? That's I mean, really, in- yeah, that's interesting. Wouldn't that be interesting? Like instead, like get like the major, like, and, and not like Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but like, yeah, like the tapes and, and vinyl, like find original stuff and put that crap in a vault. Not crap. It's amazing to me. Yeah. But, and in like CDs and like little MP3s and like, get, and, and like just put it in a vault somewhere. I, I mean, absolutely. But we should print on diamond. Okay. Because okay. diamond can last like. This is true. Tens of thousands forever. of years. Forever. Forever. Diamonds are forever. Uh, but yeah, seriously, I, there must be some projects trying to do something like that. So that kind of inspired the the theme of like cryogenics and cryo for the the name of the album. I got this um this friend of a friend to design the album artwork, and we actually did like a a three D 
version of my face. We took like a bunch of pictures. And so he created this model. It's like the cryogenic chamber. It's like oh, the album. And then there's like the back red. cover that's like on the CD. And yeah, I don't know, we might do tapes for it or something. They're amazing. The front artwork is by Owen Blodgett. And the back cover art is by Jordan Bundle. They're freaking badass. Yeah, they did such a good I job. Never and it was just basic. Okay. It was like based on some uh, some pencil drawings I did. <laughs> I was like, okay, make something out of this. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> you no know, pressure. just, like, just going to be some an album in a chamber. It's <laughs> yeah. fine. Just do what you need to do. They're like, no, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, sure, okay. crazy man. Um, for this album, I had it mixed by someone new. Mm. Uh, his name is Zach Van Zoomerin who is Canadian, and I met through Elephants and Dogs, and we're, like, on the same label together. And, and what's uh, the yeah, name of that label? Uh, Look Up Records. That's right. Look Up, yeah. I follow them. Just had to yes. throw that in there. Yes, right. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so, um, what, what, how yeah. do you feel about the, the person who mixed your album? I'm not even going to try to say his name again. Uh, yeah, Zach. Mm-hmm. Was, Zach. Yeah, we could just great job. Was, like, really easy to work with. Um, just kept things simple. Didn't like add too too much or like change the sound in any bad way um they i had him like work on effects too so some of the stuff i just recorded direct in and he would i would kind of like direct him on what i was going for and then he'd like work on toning the the parts yeah i did a great job of, of that and then uh it was mastered by mike vernon davis who is in washington i believe and uh is a mixer master um kind of working around seattle ah uh, seattle ah uh, seattle yes um i will be going back to seattle if the if the omicron gods are good to me and and covid willing so this would be my first live show and basically my band is waiting over there just to jump in and they're rock stars yeah they're really what a great support guys. system i know i know um, so we're, I'm going to get there a few days earlier and we're just going to practice like crazy. And then, uh, we have a show at Cafe Racer on Capitol Hill on, um, the 11th of March. And then and th- that shows with, uh, early internet and sea lemon two really good local bands. And then the day after that, I'm organizing, a like a larger event called look up fest and yes we try to do this once a year we like skipped last year because of the pandemic um i'm trying to bring it back and we've got a really good lineup of pacific northwest bands from bellingham down to seattle yeah it's it's going to be a really good night and when's look up fest again that's march 12th at the rendezvous in, in uh, belltown seattle the lineup is posted on the lookup website. Yeah, I think I shared press. it once. Yeah. There's, there's quite a bit of bands. I'm actually getting down to Portland, Oregon on the 13th. We're uh, vanning down with mm-hmm. Elephants and Dogs, who is flying in from Ontario for Lookup Fest. So, where are you so, guys? Where are you and Elephants and Dogs? Great band name. Gonna be performing. You know what it's in reference to? No. It's a new the mnemonic device to remember the names of the guitar strings. Let's talk about the next track that you're allowing me to play, Deep Space. Tell me about how that song came to be. 
Yeah, I wanted something that sort of sounded like Nirvana, but kind of my own take. Uh, that was just very much grunge. Yeah. And, but with like a, like a melody that you could pick right. up from it too. So that was kind of my inspiration while I was writing it. And that is tuned down to drop D and there's like a lot of open chords. So it's really easy and just like a classic rock kind of style of picking and playing it uh, for like the, the rhythm guitar parts. So that's kind of usually how I start writing is with the, the rhythm guitar and then layer in the lyrics and then melody lines on the other instrumentations on top of that. And uh, I guess I'm, I was kind of like doing two things with the lyrics in this song. I mean, kind of deep space is relevant to my life and like leaving home, going into uncharted territory and um, kind of like maybe doubting the journey, but reveling in it at the same time and hoping everything will turn out okay. You know, when I think like life is about the journey, you know, more so than the destination. Like when I reach a destination, I usually just find another destination. And I'm like, I'm like a shark. I want to keep swimming. Uh, So (laughs) yeah, yeah. Just keep on going into that deep space. Oh, this song was called Lost Cause originally. But I thought that sounded kind of too negative. And also, I forgot that it was a Beck song name. And so I renamed oh, it shit. Deep Space. And then my partner was like, oh, you know, that's an Ariana Grande song name, right? You can't <laughs> win. It's fine. Just go with it. I know. Like, there's Lately, too many other musicians. There's no way you're absolutely. not going to do it. Yes. They're, you're always going to share even like something the from nothing. Song name. Something from nothing is a Foo Fighters song. I didn't even know that. You didn't know That's, that? Am I the first no. person telling you that? Yes. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, I mean, you're going to have, there's no way with the amount of music that we are so saturated. That's with. hilarious. And it's wow. one of my favorite Foo Fighters songs, actually. My favorite is Everlong. Oh, I and um, I, I, I like imitated the opening for Everlong in one of the songs off this album. Which one? Kind of. It was um, Shadow. Okay. Is yeah. just kind of how this, the, the builds happens in the beginning with like mm-hmm. the snare drums. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was just thinking about that when I was uh, that's funny laying it down. Yeah, the Foo Fighters are amazing. <laughs> yeah, they're they're great, and especially that uh those earlier albums. Um, but also in Deep Space, I was kind of thinking about like leaving Earth as well, like um because there's so much investment going into like space travel. And uh, these huge, grandiose plans to colonize Mars and prepare for that, which I think is awesome. I, I think it's great if, like, humanity has some shared goal right. that is very long-term for the future. Maybe it could help. Like an excuse people. to be nice to each other, exactly. Yes, yes. Um, and realize, like, enough. we're all the same being. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it, like, is it unethical to colonize other planets without fixing ours first? Yes. You know, I kind of think about that camping axiom yeah. about, you know, try to leave the world a little bit better than you found it. And so I just hope that my actions are like not creating problems and making the world a little bit better. I guess that's what I want someone to take away from the song, maybe.
also we talked about uh percussion a little bit at the beginning yeah. of the interview i want to yeah. talk about uh the drums that come in i think it's like about the second chorus or something because there's there's this little like drummies <laughs> there's and i was a, like oh yeah like block, yeah is that what it is okay yeah, yeah. I put in a little bit of wood block, i liked it the shakers Yes, I was because I was, was a going very kind of Beck moment actually. It was because I was going like, along um, and I was like, yeah, I like fun. the feel of this, and then I was like, ooh, what's that little sound? <laughs> I love it when artists stick that that random instrument in, and they're like, I'm not only putting it in here, I'm gonna make it so good, you're gonna like it. Raynell, you are gonna love my next album. Okay. Okay. I so the one just, that you're working on now. Yeah. Yes. I just bought a Vibra Slap. A what now? A vibra slap. Show me. Can you show me? Is it in your studio? No, it's it's not Damn here. It. Uh, next time. I'm gonna but look it up. You know cake, right? Yes. Um, like so that song that's a what long skirt, short short jacket, jacket. short jacket, long, long skirt, one of those. Short yeah, jacket. No, you had it right the first time. It. Okay, yeah. Now I'm gonna have then, to hear uh, it though. You listen to it, and once you hear this sound, that's like. That's the vibra slap, and it's like signature to cake. Okay. And I just want to bring it back. You know, I want to bring it. back. I think you should bring it back. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna attempt. Th- throw in like these instruments because I love electronic music, and I love how we can use it to manipulate the instruments we have. I think that it gives us, it gives us more tones to play with because there's only so much you can get. It's like a guitarist is like, yeah, I can play all these chords, but if I have a pedal, I can play them differently. Yeah, like that's really cool. But when people bring some old stuff back and they throw that into the mix, it just adds depth to it. I have something that I'm gonna go grab right now because okay. I did use it in Deep Space. Okay, okay. I'll be right back. Oh, that's cool. Yes, I do remember that sound. What is yeah. that? It's this uh, thunder, like, emulation, just percussion instrument. I have never <laughs> seen one of those. It's, like, super nerdy, but uh, I got it, and I put it in the song. It's, like, in the intro. Yes, it is. Yes. That's a, that's a real recording. Oh, I thought that was, like, um a loop of some kind. That is a real, in- that is awesome. Yeah. yeah. So everything that you have written, you can actually do on stage. To an extent. Oh, to an extent. Um, there's a lot of synths in the yeah. first or the second album, especially. Yes. And when we were playing some of those songs live, we had backing tracks. That's but, fine. Um, a lot of people do that. Yeah. If you, when you I, have a lot of synths, you don't really have another option unless you get a badass synth player. It, it's, it is possible. And with this project, I did want to make stuff that felt more like a live performance or that it could be played live. So yeah, especially in in this last album, things are are more of like a four piece band. So are you so, looking forward to getting together with your old your? And I won't want to say old bandmates, but it probably feels like it because it's been a long time. Oh with yeah, absolutely. That's happened. Yeah. Are you guys excited? Yeah, I mean, I'm really excited. Um, it's gonna be great to see them. You I haven't played. That, when was the last time you played with them? That so that was um, February 2020, I think. So that was right before the lockdown. And right before. I made the first Darksoft album at the end of 2018. 
mm-hmm. and then we like played together throughout 2019 live shows around Seattle. So it was really just that one year that uh, we're, I was kind of starting it up with live shows, I realized. And uh, we had a tour scheduled for March, which was like a two week thing down the coast and back. And that's the, that's uh, the, the one that's worst the possible one. timing. Yeah, that was canceled. <sighs> that's OK. You're going to get to do it again. I, I think it was for the best because I just kind of went back into the studio and just made a lot of new stuff and just worked on my sound. Yeah, I would say it this is this this is the uh, second album released since the lockdown, basically, for you. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you've really, really embraced it. You were like, well, if this is what the universe has given with me. All right, universe. I don't I don't mind. Uh, yeah, especially since I like self-write and record um I'm kind of like a jack of many instruments, but a master of none. Right. And uh, (laughs) kind of maybe it sounds like I'm a control freak and maybe that's true, but you can like be more productive when you're doing things solo. And this is by no means unique. There's so many musicians that have just kind of turned to doing this lately and then kind of arranging the live band as it comes or, or if it comes. Uh, with the whole lockdown i mean reality. isn't that uh how nine inch nails started it sounds Fred right resner, resner i think himself. that's mainly his project yeah yeah so you're right up there <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, we're gonna go with sure. that we're gonna go with that sure. oh there's one other thing yeah, i wanted go. to share please do so icebreaker mm-hmm. that's the the top song on the album it's literally the icebreaker to the album and uh, there's like a reference to an experience my sister had okay. when she was uh, coming down. I'll just from I'll just say a mind altering experience. And uh, the first it's time, a podcast. You can say whatever the fuck. Yeah, you want. yeah. The first time <laughs> it happened, um, she like literally literally saw the classic Matrix zeros and ones streaming <gasps> down. Like oh, she no into the Matrix and saw the code. Freaked um, out. <laughs> yeah, like freaked her totally. out totally. But it just like everything made sense, and mm. it was like falling down and cascading, like really similar uh, to how the movie depicts it. And uh, then that happened like when she was in some sort of tent inside, so it was kind of a wacky situation. And then like the next time it happened, she was outdoors with her future husband in Mexico, and uh, same thing, like coming down from a trip, and just saw these numbers cascading ga- down, um, like in front of this cloudy kind of thundery sky so in the lyrics i just referenced that um like she's she's seeing numbers cascade down jill in the matrix we're all code code in the program code like ice because you know i always ask about advice Mm -hmm. but i think with you i'm gonna i'm gonna be more specific since you've been here before um What's a good piece of just, business I, advice you would give a new performing musician? That's a little more specific. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, I would tell myself in the past, just like stick with something. I I'm, I'm ADD when it comes to like naming new projects and changing. Myself. Yeah. But really like the, the amount of times people need to see like a project name to, I don't know, become attached with it and aware, aware of it um is like many many times so if if you just stick with the same kind of name and image and sound and just do your do your own thing long enough i feel like that's kind of a cool strategy so i'm i'm more of like the 
long-term kind of thinking now as opposed to like short-term release make a big explosion something's going to happen i'm more like i'm just going to be consistent i think consistency is really important and it's not disgusting you know i mean you have to kind of reinvent yourself as an artist on on each album especially like every you know five it or happens ten years. naturally sometimes you it don't does. have to reinvent yourself if you're just listening to new stuff and mm-hmm. you know not denying yourself to grow but the consistency like you can't yeah especially for uh you know people like i hate to say it but people like you know 20 and under they're like oh, i'm gonna be a youtube star because i can play guitar and sing well you're gonna have one big blow up and that's it what's your you know you you gotta keep at it Oh, that's another thing that I would see. I I think that that I would say, I think like a lot of kids going into this now um, are seeing influencers make it really big, you know, and um, they, you hear these stories in the headlines, like this person is making a million dollars a month off their TikTok videos or whatever. Like that person is one out of like 10 million. They, right. they, they are such the exception, but everyone thinks it's possible and it's going to be them. And it's just a terrible way of going about this and it kind of defeats like the purpose of making art at the same time. So I would, yeah, really stray from that like attitude and expectation. I think those social media, social media platforms are great for like sharing your, sharing your art, but they're not great for creating long-term art. I don't know if long-term art is a thing. It's difficult know. to build yourself too on those platforms. Yeah. I mean, I just figured out how to use TikTok and I almost wish I wouldn't have. Yeah. It's, it's kind of a but, place, but maybe it's helpful to some people. It's, it. I thought of another thing, you know, you're asking me for advice. Yeah. Um, social media is like one way to spread yourself, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, but there's no reason just to like use one platform only. I mean, there's like, there's Instagram, there's Twitter, there's Facebook, there's TikTok. Like, I think spreading yourself out is is better for exposure. It's and key. also, but not just for social media, like there's radio stations that are still like on the air. You know, there's mm-hmm. online radio stations. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like terrestrial stations in colleges and stuff it's not just streaming on spotify like that's one way that's people right. might consume music but um there's just a lot of different spaces out there and if you just look into that the whole network it's like there's not just kxp like yeah they're a huge like guiding light for indie music but there's so many of other other cool stations out there like wmpg for example in portland maine 90.9 um i love their programming it's really eclectic and uh, there's like a lot of cool DJs all throughout the, the country and Canada too, spinning that kind of stuff. Um, so I wouldn't like put all your eggs in one basket. Like if you don't get airplay on KXP or like if you lose this one battle of the bands, you know, there's like many ways to to get your name out. Um, why not like try them all? Also, I would say like, don't pay to play. Okay. Don't it, pay. I agree. Ayola is illegal, actually, like by really? law in, in the U.S. And also it violates Spotify's terms of service if you're like paying for playlist placement. These shady people have all these weird ways to get around that. Mm-hmm. And I think in the end, it just kind of attracts like more bots to you. Yeah. Um, 
This has been really fun. Awesome. Sorry I kept you for so long. I, I appreciate oh, your time. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm really excited to hear about like what's in store for sound pollution. I and am really excited for Lookup Fest. So um, if I if if I happen to be able to get back out there and I was to like, hey, send me some tickets, could I get tickets? You're Gosh. on a guest list, like already. Fuck yeah. All right, everybody, that was episode 72 of Sound Pollution. I want to take this opportunity again to thank Darksoft for coming back to the show and spending so much time with me for this lovely interview and sharing his music. I want to thank you wonderful listeners for stopping by. Please remember to like, follow, subscribe, download, and share, share, share this episode on whatever listening platform you are choosing to use. Uh, That's all for this week. Get out there and remember to make some noise. (laughs) 